Welcome everybody. Welcome to Grace Bible Church Midtown Campus. What a pleasure to have you here. If you're visiting or this is your first time, I wanted to let you know, I am not the teaching pastor. So if you want to give it another shot, please do it, okay? And that's all right. I mean, it's, it's okay, you know. Uh, but no, my name is uh, OJ or in Spanish is Otto Javier. Uh, but OJ, you know, it really sounds good. Uh, and so I just wanted to welcome you. We just uh, finished this wonderful week uh, with a great time as, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving. I got to tell you something. I'm really excited. That's why I'm not nervous. I'm excited, okay? Uh, just because for the last two weeks, I've been eating and being grateful in an amazing way. So I was able to go back to Guatemala for the second time in four years. The only downside is that my wife was not there. The only great thing is because she was not there, I was able to splurge a little bit and eat a lot, you know? <laughs> Maybe too much, right? Uh, but then on, on, on Thursday, um, we, have, we have some family visiting. Primo Pablo, welcome. Uh, and I was able to have some of the amazing traditions that we have in America. And let me tell you, not only in America, but we have some Texans getting into that. And so we have a very traditional Texas Thanksgiving dinner at two o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, God bless Texas. But we had brisket. We had briskets and ribs. And so it was great. It was great. It was amazing. And we have turkey too. I mean, for those who love the turkey, I, love, I like turkey, you know. But when you have brisket, you know, and so... It was just amazing. We had an amazing time. And Stefan was reminding us of something this morning. Uh, we're really looking forward for this coming season, you know. We, how many of you have decorated your, your house with a tree and everything? Come on, come on, let's, let's do it, okay? How many of you are wearing green because Christmas is coming, you know? And that's great, you know. But Stefan made us a great reminder this morning. And he was like, you know, Christmas is coming, but let's... Let's just be grateful, you know, and, and take a moment to really be grateful for what the Lord has done and is doing. And so sometimes we're really just rush, you know, to get to the next, the next thing and the next thing. And I just, I just want to invite you to pause on this morning. And, and this is what we're going to talk about uh, today. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving in the process. Uh, very seasonal, you know, topic. But it's incredible that's the fact actually uh, read at the beginning of the sermon, of uh, the service, uh, what's going to be one of my main focus uh, for our sermon this morning. Uh, and it's going to be on Romans 12, 1, 2. Uh, and, if, and if you can see the screen, so you want to do it in your Bible, uh, you can see that says, and, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice. Be kind, he will find acceptable. This is true way to worship him. So when I was preparing for this topic, because, you know, we're in the, in, we're talking about Romans, and I, I was just like praying and asking some advice for a teaching pastor. Uh, and I know this will come later in our sermon series, but this is, this is, a, this is a verse that has really, really talked to me, you know. Uh, it's, it's something that I often get reminded that I need to do. 
And if you've been reading Romans, my prayer is that this Bible verse, or these Bible verses, you know, as everything that we read really confronts your life uh, just to continue pursuing what God has for you. Do not copy, uh, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. Uh, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, this is the time of the year where if you are in social media uh, and you're always looking for a new platform, you know, to go to, uh, or, or you are on Facebook, you know, which which is, is great. I mean, uh, you are going to start seeing some of the posts of some of your friends, you know. And, and there's two kinds of posts that are coming. There's going to be like a 30-second video with a thousand pictures of what 2023 in review was, you know. And so you're going to be like trying to capture something, you know. And it's, and it's sending you just a bunch of, of images of the people. And it's like, and with that, we close 2023, you know. And then waiting for page one of 365 of 2024, you know, you're going you're gonna to see those kind of posts. And then the other ones that you might see is actually some memories on this day, you know. So you, you might be seeing some posts of people sharing, you know, on this day, on 2022, you know, we gather at the Fats' house, you know, and we were praying uh, for, for Midtown, you know, and we were praying for what God was going to do, you know. Or on this day, last year, you know, we had our, our Thanksgiving dinner. Well, it, it was not a year ago, you know, but a Thanksgiving dinner with international students, you know. On this day, on 2019, my wife uh, achieved the master's, you know. And you start seeing all the memories, right. And, and for some of you, for some of us, I will say, you know, these memories will either, even, either going to be a reason of joy or it's going to be maybe a reason of just mourning, you know, because we probably lost someone or our circumstances have been changing. When I see some of the pictures of our campus two years ago, you know, I just remember the blast of, of just coming together and not having screens. And the deacons were like putting the, the chairs. Well, they still do it every other time, you know, but putting the chairs and then just uh, the production, you know, guys were... Just like working harder. They were really hard. But it was just like all these things, you know. Uh, it, it, for me, seeing that, I'm, I just can't be more than just grateful for what God has done. Not that I don't want to work hard, you know. But the reason that you're here today is because there were so many people praying in the last year, in the last two years, you know. And you can come and see it. And we have now, we have the heater, you know, on. And so it's, it's great temperature inside. Outside is cold now. I don't understand Tetsa sometimes, you know. But, uh, but, but you see, like, things that had happened, you know. And we can either... Cherish, I'm going to use that word, you know, I love that word, cherish, you know, cherish those memories or you can say, oh, things are not the same. And so I want to talk about something today, you know, uh, and it's called the path of gratitude. I, I like, I like that. And, and in Spanish, it's a little cooler, you know, el camino de la gratitud, you know, and so it's, it's, it's just something uh, that I, I want to, I, I really, really, really uh, want to invite you to think about. Uh, and, and when we go, uh, when we go to Psalm 27, 14 says, wait patiently to the Lord, 
How many of you love to wait? How many of you know, right? Chick-fil-A, we're in the line. And it's like, man, this is taking too long. It's two minutes now. You know, it's so long. The microwave, you know, you turn it on and it's like, a minute, I'll wait for you. You know, and you're just waiting for the microwave to go, you know. And so it, we, waiting patiently for us is probably one of the biggest challenges, you know. Uh, waiting, waiting for us, it can, be, it can be terrible. I don't know about you, but here in the States, you know, now we, we get accustomed to something, okay. If we said we're going to meet at 4 p.m., Guess what? We're going we're gonna to be getting together at 3.59. People just show up, and the meeting starts at 4 p.m. I was in Guatemala two weeks ago, bendita tierra. You know, I was in Guatemala, the Holy Land, you know, and, and, and it was not the Holy Land, but you know. And, and pe- someone told me, we're going to meet at 3 p.m. It was 5 p.m., and I was still waiting, you know. And he was like, oh, I'm on my way, you know. And I was like, boy, you know, I've been... Spoiling the U.S. Uh, really, really, really. Uh, and, and, and anyways, traffic. You know, traffic is. And so, and so, it's it's wait patiently for the Lord. But then says, be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. And so, if you know me, you know that I'm going to talk about a couple of things this morning. You know, of course, the Lord. You know, and then something that I really splurge on. This last two weeks. I'm not sure if you're going to identify with this. Try to think on something that you can really, really, really grasp, okay? But in nine days in Guatemala, I had 28 coffees. You can do the math. Some days I had a little more. Some had a little less, you know. I was wired the whole time. I was just like, I'm going to do sermon prep right now, you know. And so, but I want to talk about a little bit, you know. I mean, if you don't care about coffee, that's all right, you know. But... Here in our campus, we have two types of coffee. We have coffee, you know, that we make with so much, you know, uh, care and love, you know. And then we have Keurig coffee, okay. And if you have Keurig coffee and you love Keurig coffee, no judging, God loves you too, you know. But when we talk about coffee, I really love, you know, to pick the beans. And I, I, I have 40 pounds of green coffee, you know, cooking beans coffee that is right now sitting on a fridge, you know, and I'm going to roast little by little. If you want some, you know, I can, can sneak some for you, you know. But when you think about the process of the coffee, you know, uh, when the best coffee, you know, you get to hand pick it, you know, and you, and, you, and you see people like doing it in a very careful way, you know. Uh, and so in order to have a great cup of coffee, uh, the process is hand-pick, and then uh, it, gets, it can be washed, you know, and so they remove the fruit, you know, and they remove, they remove everything that, that is just sticky, right? And then it gets dry to the sun, and every two hours they turn it, you know, just for it to, to dry evenly. And when that's, I'm giving you a very brief, very brief process. And when that's done, you know, it gets stored, and then it's, sand and then for they to rust it you know they has to be in a very specific way according to the vim and the altitude and all this mat that we don't need to talk about but for me the best cup of coffee is one that you actually take time to do and i love to make coffee for people and so if you ever want to come you know and feel love you know just come to midtown and i'll make you a cup of coffee i promise you not curing but 
I was just enjoying, you know, all these amazing, amazing coffee shops. And the thing is, for me, I waited for two years, well, four years, basically, because the previous time we had COVID and so we couldn't do anything. Uh, I waited for four years to go to the different coffee shops and just enjoy at least three cups of coffee, you know. And so just, just three, just three, you know. And so I was just like tasting and having fun. Uh, and my, my uh, mother-in-law was judging me with love, but that's all right, you know. And so, and so, but I waited for those cup of coffee, you know. And then for me, what was more, even more incredible, it was the level of attention, you know. It was like I was sitting there and I was asking questions and the guys were giving me three cups of coffee, you know, and all these kind of varieties. And so we will take a trip to Guatemala next year. If you want to come with us, let's do it. But I, we're not here to talk about coffee, although you might see me very excited. The thing is, you know, for me to have a really high-quality cup of coffee, guess what? It takes a process. It takes a long, long process. It takes so much work. Um, and it's probably easier just to do curing, and then you just imagine that you're having great coffee, you know? So... What I really want to say, you know, is waiting for what's worth, you know. Esperar por lo que vale la pena. Sometimes we don't want to wait for what's worth because we want things like right now, especially in, in our culture, in, our, in, in this country, you know. We need to go to the next thing, you know. Uh, and so we don't take the time to actually cherish what God is doing in the moment. And, and if you are, great for you. I'm speaking for myself. Sometimes I don't get to enjoy, you know, to taste, to really just, just like grasp, you know, what God has done. Because you did this for us, Lord. Thank you so much. But now I need this, you know. And so we keep going to the next thing and to the next thing and to the next thing. And we don't take the moment to enjoy, you know. Even in Guatemala, even though I was in great coffee shops, I wanted to move to the next coffee shop. And so I was not really enjoying. But I had 28 cups of coffee, so that's all right. So, so, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead to you to give your bodies to God because all of he has done for you. My family, we need to see what the Lord is doing today. Maybe as we were talking in the memories, you know, on the post, maybe things have changed from the moment, you know, from, from a year ago, six months ago. Maybe right now you are in a situation that is, is, is for you is not the best scenario possible, you know. But we need to learn to stop and to see what the Lord is teaching us and just learn. Learn because in the near future, this might be used for his glory. Amen. So in the process that you are right now, you might be in a joyful time. We just finished, you know, time with family. For many people, it means get time with, with family and everything. But for so many others, also means conflict, you know. And so, you know, you might not be so grateful, you know, because of this past week. But guess what? You still have an opportunity to get together with the family and to testify who is the living God. And sometimes, because we are so busy with the next thing, we don't get to really see what God is doing and take the opportunity in the moment that he's given us. So, so this is the challenge, you know. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world because we are surrounded 
by a society that is just constantly wanting more and more and more, it's easy for us to want the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And let me tell you something. It's valid. It can be completely valid. I have a PhD student as a roommate, you know, she's my roommate. Uh, and I can tell you, you know, uh, this PhD has been a blessing for both of us, has opened a lot of opportunities, has healed, has helped, God has worked through this to heal our lives, to work in our marriages. But sometimes we just wanna be done, you know? We wanna be done and move to the next thing. But if we are not seeing what God is doing right now, we are not gonna like cherish what God is doing in the life of other people on this time, on this season. And so even though it's hard, even though, even though my life, you know, she wants to, I'm sorry, it sounds better in, in Spanish, mi vida, you know, uh, she, she wants to get done right now. This is needed. This time is needed, even though the process is hard. But we copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but we get stuck in what we see and we don't allow God to transform our minds. We copy or we see the mindset of others and then it's easy just to copy those behaviors. But we are not from this world. We are not called to be the same kind of light that others are if they have a light. We're called to be the light of this world and the salt of the earth. And this is something just to remember because in the long run, it's gonna be difficult. Five years of a PhD, if you're a PhD student, that's a long time. And if you did a master's and then elementary and early childhood and all those stuff, you know, it's like 28, 35 years old of classes. That's a long time. But God can glorify in the midst of that process even though you don't see an end. In your marriage, if things are difficult because there was sin or because maybe not even sin, but it's just, you know, it's our 25 year anniversary, you know? And so, yes, that looks like a long time, you know, but can you allow God to glorify in your marriage during all that time? Because this generation needs examples of how a godly marriage looks. And guess what? That's now a rare item. That's now a rare, rare thing to do. It's, it's something vintage, you know? Even in the Christian you know, world, you know the statistics. I don't need, you, you, we all know the statistics. And, and even in the Christian world, marriages are just, are just not lasting. So how in our processes, in our lives, we can allow the Holy Spirit to work so we can persevere so others can get to know Jesus. And so just, just remember this. Live, living a life of gratitude needs to have a heart of gratitude. If I'm not often, you know, like being grateful for what I have, if I get used to the things that I have, I'm just going to start comparing. I'm going to see the car of my neighbor, neighbor, you know, oh, that car is electric now, you know, and it, it can drive itself. And so I'm not valuing, I'm, oh man, Spanish, English. I'm not taking value of what I have of what God has given me. Guess what? Your kids won't remember what kind of car you had. They're gonna remember the time that you spend with them teaching about the, the love of the Lord. When they grow up, they're not gonna, that's not gonna be the most important thing. They're gonna remember 
how in the midst of trials and persecution and, and just financial uh, situations, you were going before the Lord and you were crying out for him. That's what they're gonna remember. And so I, I know, you know, it's, it's easy to get caught up, you know, with what others have, but let's focus on what's worth it. And that's Jesus. And so I, I'll just, I, just, I just wanna go back a little bit, you know, for what we learned in the last couple of weeks. And in Romans 7, Paul discusses the, tr- the struggle of sin, highlighting the tension between the desire to do good and the inability to do so because no one can do it in its own strength. But then on verse 8, you know, Paul, Paul declares the victory and freedom the believer have in Christ. Do we have victory and freedom here? We were singing about victory and freedom this morning. How do you sing about it? Were you singing, you know, with a little bit of guilt? Or were you really enjoying that you can have freedom in Christ? Because we can have freedom in Christ. And so when, when we see this in Romans 8, you know, when we go back a little bit, that victory that is in, in the freedom in, in Christ, you know, Paul explains that little conflict, you know, and, and it's because of the fallen nature of humanity and the need of deliverance. The victory and freedom finding Christ. Let's just admit something, you know. Without Christ, we wouldn't be free. Every, all your struggles will be a thousand times worse and there, there wouldn't be any solution for it. And so... When you understand, you know, when we understand that we've been saved in the last minute, you know, and, and this is how I usually see this, you know, when someone is about to be executed, you know, because of a life sentence, you know, or, or, or just a, a deadly, you know, or penalty, you know, uh, and, and it's about to be executed in the last second, you know, someone says, no, 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 don't execute him. Don't, don't kill him. I'm going to take his place. If, you, if we really have the mindset, you know, that Jesus saved us in the last second that we had a chance, our response is completely different. And so that's why, you know, a life of gratitude, I think this got stuck, sorry. Can you go back to the, to the previous one, Lily? Sorry. There we go. No. Anyways, there we go. Living a life of gratitude needs to have a transformed mind. When we understand that we were saved in the last second possible, that needs to bring a change in our lives. That needs to change the way we see things. That, that brings a change in the way we interact with people. That brings a change in the way we, we actually serve others, you know. Instead of saying, oh, man, I have to go to Thanksgiving dinner, and then this uncle, man, it's always the same, always the same. You're going to see it like, no, 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 I was saved. He needs to be saved too. So I'm just going to do whatever is needed. Maybe it's just being kind, you know. Maybe it's just responding in a different way to the way he, he, he or this person, you know, uh, interact with us. And then he's going to say, okay, what's different this time? Maybe all those little things will help us to just bring Jesus closer, you know, to them and them closer to Jesus. And so 
this is something that is just going to transform our minds. It's going to change the way we see things. I, I, I usually tell, tell to my wife, you know, yes, the PhD is hard, but imagine if that was taken off today. Think about it. If the things that you complain about are taken out today, how things will be? What if it's your kids, you know, that you're complaining about? What if they're taken out? What if it's your work? Okay, gone. What if it's your career? Gone. How would you see things? It will be different for us. So instead of complaining, we need to see what God can do in that and through that. And that will take us to something. It will take us to gratitude. It will take, it will take us to gratitude in our, in our lives. And so, but gratitude needs to have something, okay? You cannot say, you know, I'm just grateful for everything and you're that serious, right? No, no, no. When you, when you have gratitude, this will naturally flow because you have a renewed mind and you comprehend, you know, and you appreciate what God in his magnitude has done by his love and grace. And so I want to I wanna challenge you to something, you know, or ask you to do something. In this past week, was there any interaction that you have that couldn't be slightly different? Maybe, you know, on your way to visit family. Maybe when you were serving, you know, your dinner at 2 o'clock. I don't know what's dinner. That's like dinner. Uh, maybe, maybe when you were, you know, just talking with this relative that you haven't seen in a year. Is there anything that you couldn't done a little different? Why don't we do it different next time? Why don't we interact different? Because when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, it's going to be evident. It's going to be evident that you are producing, that you are bearing fruit. You cannot hide it. You cannot hide when you are being fulfilled by the Holy Spirit. You cannot hide, you, cannot hide, you know, when you're happy, right? Think, think in the biggest victory that you ever had so far. Maybe it was uh, your firstborn baby, you know. Maybe it was, it was, think on a moment. Were you that serious, you know? Were you just straight-faced when you had this victory? It's like, yeah, I'm a PhD now. No. You were like just jumping and screaming, you know? It's like, yes, I'm going to have a, we're not, I'm going to have a baby, you know? We're not, but we want eight, right? Uh, and it's like, yes, you know, I graduated, you know? Yes, the Aggies beat Alabama three years ago, and they fired Jimbo, you know? And it's like, I don't know if you're happy about it. I, anyways, you know, you cannot hide it. You cannot hide it. It's evident, you know, and so when the Holy Spirit overflows in your life, it's evident. People will see it. People will be able to just even grab, you know, some of the fruits and have it for themselves and just, just be fed by it. It's evident. And so this is my question to us, church. Is being evident that we've been overflown by the Holy Spirit? Are we even being overflown by the Holy Spirit? Or is it just something that we talk about but we don't experience? Two semesters ago, we had a Bible study called Experiencing God. And it was great. 
Are you still experiencing God every day of your life? No, 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 that's just for Sunday. No, it's for every day of your life. Are we experiencing God? Because if not, we probably need to have a serious conversation, you know. How can we help you to do that? If it's, maybe it's not a Bible study. Maybe there's something else that you need. Knowledge is great, but if knowledge stays here, what can you do? It needs to come to your heart. It needs to be part of your life. It needs to be something that you demonstrate every day. You come to church on Sunday. Yes, we, again, our teaching pastor, he is fantastic, okay? Bear with me. But you can come and learn. But how are you expressing gratitude in your daily life? If we're not doing it, come on, church. We are the people of God. We are the people of God. We've been restored. We've been saved. He gave us a new name, new clothes. We can live through gratitude every day. We have a reason to be grateful every second of our lives. Don't get caught up in the daily things, even though they are a valid reason. Just give them to God and move to the next thing, giving it to God. We can do this. We can glorify him. So, see, I get too excited. The Holy Spirit, he produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How many of those we might be lacking a little bit today? Go to him. Go to Jesus. Get closer to him. And if we're struggling today with something, maybe you're here today saying, I know that. I can, I think I can get that. But it's Sunday after Sunday, you know, it's the same. How, how can we look more for him every day of our lives? Just think about it. It's something that we can ask him. We can ask him for this. And again, how do we allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives? For me, the last, I would say three years, you know, since we came from Guatemala and then got to our process and then COVID-19 and all those stuff, you know, this, this last two years have been really a time of getting to know God deeper, you know. And it hasn't been easy. But how do we allow the Holy Spirit to really work in our lives? How do we allow the Holy Spirit, you know, because he empowers and guides, you know, how do we allow him to just transform the way we see things? I got to tell you, it's not something easy to do. Because it's worth it, it's going to take all of you. Because it's worth it, you're going to probably have to quit to some things that you are accustomed to. 
because pursuing Christ is the best thing that you can do in your life, maybe the things that you consider that are great right now, they are not. And so it's going to be a little painful. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's worth it to live our old customs and our old traditions and follow Christ and be more like him. It's worth it. So church, I know, I know this message, uh, it can be a little challenging, you know, but I just want to remind you this. In 1 Corinthians 15, 57, says this, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You might hear about this, you know, more in the Bible, but I just want to remind you this. Take this Bible verse, you know, and cherish it. Keep it close to your heart. So when you have the trials, when you have the difficulties, but when the Lord helps you to overcome those trials, you remember that it's not because how good we are, but it's because how faithful he is. We need to constantly, constantly remember about this. And this will help us to produce church. And so, in a minute, I will invite uh, the worship team to come. But I really want to invite you to this, you know. Thanksgiving is gone. Okay, the Thanksgiving, this, that day is gone, you know. Uh, how can you live every day, you know? Not just as a holiday, you know, not just as one more day, but how having this mindset can be a starting point to be transformed, you know, to have a transformed life that is marked by deep gratitude. Church, I know it's hard because things keep going and going and going, but let me remind you this, the Lord is with us. We are not called just to be a Sunday morning attendees. We're called to live a life of gratitude that is reflected in every area of our lives. How many of us want that? I want that. I want that everywhere we go, you know, they say, hey, what do you have different? You know, what's different in you? Why you're always smiling? That's uncomfortable. <laughs> Why, why are you always happy? Why do you have that is different? Young people in the room, don't be afraid to show others or to tell others about what makes you happy. Those in, in, the, in the school, you know, if you're a college student or a PhD student, first, God have mercy of you. But second, you know, you're there for a reason. You're there for a reason. If you've been sick for a long time, God will glorify your sickness. He will use that to be glorified and to give a testimony of how in the midst of a sickness, you just hold yourself to Jesus. If you're struggling in your marriage, give that to Christ and allow him to be glorified and be a testimony of how can God restore 
just, just allow him to work. And in the process that you are right now, whatever it is, don't forget that he is always with you. So our gratitude goes over and over and over again. You just don't move forward thinking on what's the next thing. You go forward, but you remember what he did for you. And that will give you the strength to achieve the goal, which is Jesus Christ. So I want to invite you to stand up this morning. First of all, thanks for coming. We know that many of you were traveling and then some of you are visiting. And what I, I want to invite you to take just a moment to reflect on what God has done for you. Can you just take a moment, you know, if, if you were to take your phone out, you know, and see the memories of what Facebook will give you, you know, maybe a year ago you were back in Germany, you know, maybe a year ago you were celebrating something with a family member that is not here anymore. Maybe you were at the other place, other church, but today you're here. If you were able to see those memories, or maybe you can remember yourself those memories, can we take a moment just to express gratitude to the Lord? Right there in your place. Maybe in your process, it feels difficult feels difficult to be grateful. Let me tell you, you're not alone. The Lord is with you. And there's a body of Christ here that I'm pretty sure we see a brother, a sister struggle. We want to pray for you. No. We want to be here for you. The enemy, the deceiver, you know, can bring lies to your life and say, you are alone. Maybe even some thoughts, you know, have come to your life that are not from the Lord. Maybe I'm telling you, you're not worth it. Let me tell you, you worth the blood of Jesus. So just take a moment to reflect. Maybe it's hard to see it, but in your process, God has been with you. Now, church, I want to invite you to something. If you're here in this place, and it's been hard to be grateful, and maybe you're even losing or your faith, you know, is turning down. And you need prayer. And this morning, I want to invite you to, to raise your hand. And this is my invitation to you, church. Out of love and God's grace, if you see a hand that is raising, can we pray for each other? I want to invite you to be bold in this morning. If you need prayer, just raise your hand, don't fight it. God is here for you. Allow us to pray for you. 
this morning. And if you see a hand, church, help me to pray. see some hands that are raising. So please help us to pray. We don't need to rush anything, okay? Help us to pray. not copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This is the church, the command. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So Father, we're here before you. Father, my prayer is that a heart of gratitude can be part of our daily life. That every time from the sunrise to the dawn, that we can get to cherish what you have done for us. Jesus, thank you for the sacrifice you did in the cross for us. Take a moment think on this sacrifice thank you for giving your life for coming to the earth just to die for us Father God thank you for the Holy Spirit that is with us because every day we get a reminder that we can get closer to you And thank you, Father, for the life of each one of my brothers and sisters. Because through their testimony, you will be glorified, Lord. These four walls are limit, but your people can reach to the far ends of the world. That we can stand up and we can move forward and reach to those who are lost. Now, church, I want to invite you to sing this song with a mindset that we've been rescued and that our life will never, ever, ever be the same because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. <laughs> 